Go to theturngiants.com to get 15% off our brand new hoodies. That's turngiants.com for 15% off our brand new hoodies. Check it out and let's get underway. Costage and still he squared it for Fagioli. Back to back weeks. The kids are all right for Allegri. Nicolò Fagioli puts Inter out of their misery. Good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for joining me on this 203rd iteration of the Turin Giants podcast. Sam Adamo coming at you. Get at me at Cultural Podcast. I'm joined by the handsome and powerful Dave Furfado and Dash Faiza. How are we, gents? All's well. Yes, things are great. Things are great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Super, super in a good mood. I mean, it's almost like a uh, a victory Monday, victory Tuesday, huh? I mean, it's just we're rolling. We got some some hype going. We got some energy right now. Um, so I, I asked you, how are we feeling? Are we taking on a positive tone, or are we, you know, are we going to kind of be somber, you know, or, or, or a little bit more? Um, how should I say, you know? realistic i suppose in the grand scheme of this podcast given how things are looking in the in, in the you know in the grand scheme of things in the macro in the macro you know sense um we haven't potted for a couple of weeks and some bad things have happened in the last couple of weeks but some good things have happened as well so where do we skew here um is what i was asking you guys and you said uh, that the the channel's riding pretty high so are we going to take that momentum in for the uh, for the podcast listeners as well here? Because this is, of course, the uh, the 203rd edition of the pod. It's also streaming live on YouTube. You can go back and watch this on YouTube if you wish, um, as as we do now and again now. But um, you guys said that the, the the mood is the mood is pretty good right now. And how is you know, how could it not be right with an intro like that right yeah. um, on the back of a derby win? I mean, I think it's it's amazing. There's a huge recency bias right now. But who cares? Like, we are riding that wave. And if there are just podcast listeners out there that haven't been for the YouTube channel, uh, maybe they don't know, but the channel's kind of bumping right now. And I just I want to take everyone on that ride right now. Like, come aboard. We're going. Let's get after this. Momentum's great. Uh, and it's great with the team as well. So why not? Let's do it. Milan Todd Cremonese nil-nil today. Dave Furfaro said in our Turin Giants group chat, guys, we're only five points back of second place and we have a game in hand. Yep. So we're 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 doing it. We're really going after it, boys. I mean, it's fuck, it's no tangible. Come on. Yeah. All right. Allegri sees a goal, walks off, smirking, but not really smiling, but trying to hold back <laughs> the smile. Yep. Guys, c- come on. That's what 10 million euro a year will get you. Exactly. Yeah. Nonchalant. Nonchalant smile with a wink at the end. That is what 10 <laughs> Oh, man. He tries so hard not to react. I love it. Even in the replays, they they made sure to, to hone in on his face to show that he has zero emotion, this guy. You know, Gosh, it's, what like, say you? it's like he's almost like the Italian Kanye West in that shot, man. Because it's like, you know, you ever get Kanye and it's just like he's smiling and then the camera goes on him and it's just like a straight mean mug. It's kind of like how it worked with Allegri because like you watch him, he turns around the second the goal goes in, he turns around, he's kind of chuckling and then he sees that that corner, that that main touchline camera start panning towards him and he's like, he kind of <laughs> smirks and then he just straight faces it. So like yeah. he's definitely. playing to the camera a little bit. I, I Yeah. Do you guys see that video of him saying it was a doctor? I don't want to say what background he was. 
it was a doctor that took care of me. I'm not allowed to say what kind of doctor, what, you know, his background he was, but it was a Jewish doctor and he smirked. <laughs> Did you guys see that video? That's, I didn't, but that seems he's, amazing. He's, he's playing up. He knows what's, you know, he knows what's selling now. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I, you know, it's incredible. Um, based on how the results are skewing and what the vibe in the camp is like, I think affects my ability. I'm speaking for myself here. It, it affects my ability to enjoy Max Allegri's press conferences. <laughs> um, they could be puzzling to a lot of people. They seem to be puzzling to a lot of people, especially most people don't sit and watch the full press conference. First of or all, they're all. in Italian. So global listeners who listen to this pod are English speaking primarily. Most of them aren't listening to the podcast. Excuse me. Excuse me. Jesus Christ. Most of them aren't listening to the whole press conferences. People who are listening to the podcast, right? I was going to say, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> we, no, no. Um, no, the, the pod's thriving. Mo, mo, so mo, most of the pod listeners aren't watching the podcast. Holy fuck, I'm, I did it again. You're most, all over mo, the place. <laughs> press conference and podcast both start with P. There's alliteration that's a little confusing. I apologize. Most right. English-speaking listeners of the pod, and I suppose viewers on the channel are probably not listening to full press conferences right i think that's fair to say i think a lot of people on twitter the twitter kind of sphere that we're like consuming they're not doing it either there is a contingent of people in italy who do watch it and get puzzled and kind of have the same reaction there's not a lot that's lost in translation but let's try to be fair a lot of things get just kind of taken as as headlines or as quotes the italian media is especially weird with quotes too they'll um They'll put quotation marks on things. I've joked about this on my pod for years, but they'll put quotations on things that were literally not cited. Like, like, like or they'll cite things that were not said verbatim. They'll say, so Allegri might say, I think Fagioli will start next week. That's verbatim what he said. And then the Italian media will phrase it as Fagioli question mark. <laughs> may start. There's a little bit of like mustard on it in a weird oh, way. Yeah. So they do that. They do that in spite of this. In spite of this, the pressers are a little bit confusing sometimes to a lot of people. I think that's fair to say. When things are going well, though, I find it charming. Yeah, charming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's the Italian Kanye West. Because, like, you'll listen to an interview and you're just absolutely confused. Like, what just happened? It's like, I keep, every time I see Allegri, I think of that Kobe Bryant Kanye commercial where Kobe's like, more winning. And then Kanye's like, what, what does that even mean? That's like how I feel like when I watch an Allegri presser sometimes when I'm just listening to it or even reading it. Like, there'll be times where we're doing like show notes for our pregame and our postgame shows and we're like reading the Allegri quotes and I'm like looking at it and I'm like trying to paraphrase it. Yeah, he really said it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but you know what it is? It's like there's like a kernel truth. You know, Kanye's hitting a lot of the right notes and then it's like, oh, you just fuck. You, you, yeah, you, that's it. You, that's it. You, that's you, miss, it. you miss the mark, but you're close. But you're you're diverting your attention in, in in and yeah, it's I I know what you mean. It's like I know listening to a politician, really, is all it is. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, one one thing I appreciate about Allegri is he'll say in a presser, "Guys, what do you want me to do? I, I I'd love it if we had Chiesa and Pogba and Di Maria back, but we don't. This is what it is. W what do you got? You know, and I think that we have to kind of." We have to acknowledge, and, and I'm proud to say that I've never been full-on Allegri out personally, where I'm like, it's the only solution. I've said I understand why you might argue that, but, you know, put yourself in the shoes of management. And I, it sounds like they were on the brink of a civil war, I mean, within management. But let's, let's still kind of look at the point of view of Agnelli, who, who 
you know, signs the checks at the end of the day. He's like, look, I understand that they're extenuating circumstances to an extent that are, you know, that have befallen us. That That's real. That's relevant. Yeah. Um, it, it makes sense that you might want to kind of ride it out with the guy. How bad could things get? You know, missing the Champions League? Uh, short, like... I mean, that would be very bad for, for the club in the grand scheme of things and for the plan next year. But you almost have to like just let it happen and 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 not just hit the panic button and say we got to bring in someone new because we just need some kind of change. And hopefully change is what's going to propel us to more consistent you know, r- results. Because listen, things are what they are now. We're out of the Champions League. It's over. We have to not fail to qualify for the Champions League. If we do that, then anything else that happens, I think, is gravy, given how the season started. But I also think that, you know, that's kind of just a regular season supporting a top-flight club. You don't win the title all the time. Yeah. We did, but you don't generally. Oh, we're spoiled. We're spoiled little brats winning nine in a row like that. It's insane. Well, yeah. And, I mean, and it's evidence in the fan base as well. Like, I mean, like, you can tell, like, for example, the old Juve fans, like the OG. I don't want to say OGs because that's a terrible term, but... Like fan, people that have been fans before 2011, because like the thing is, is like if you know I've been following these guys since the 90s, so I've seen it all. I've seen the highs and lows. I've seen the Couchopoly. I've seen seen everything. So like for me, it's like guys, I've seen this club play in Serie B. Like this right now, this doesn't even phase me. What's going on right now? It's just like a little bit of a low bump, and then that's kind of it. Like it means nothing to me. Or it's like you can talk to a younger Juve fan where. They're kind of like, oh, my God, and blah, blah, blah. Because the thing is, is I've noticed recently that, of course, like you have your bandwagon fans that will hop on when a team's doing well, et cetera. Like, for example, in any sports league. But you get it's just the younger fans that have just recently joined the club because they were winning nine in a row because of Ronaldo, because of Dybala, et cetera, et cetera. Where it's like this is the first time they're kind of seeing Juve struggle. So they're kind of having like a what happened? What's going on? And it's normal, but I think it's us more so on us as like the more veteran guys where we're like telling these fans like, hey guys, it's it's a rough patch, chill, relax. We're not going to go into this banter era. We're not going to, you know, become intern Milan for 10 years where they were an absolute laughing stock. Just relax. We've been put away wet before. We know what it's like to be a little damp for a while. It's it's okay. We'll dry off and uh, we'll get road again. I also don't think we're out of the woods here. Let's be honest. I mean, it was a great oh, weekend, but you know, do, does anyone really think that we're going to win the title? I likely think so. there's a chance we can contend now. Well, that, I mean, come on. That's, well, come it's, on. that's it's, a leg though. Yeah, but but you know, it's yeah, sure, you're right. I know. I understand. That's fair, but I think it's it's reasonable to say that we're not going to look. We're this is this is Sam. I'm speaking matter of factly here. I don't know the future, but if I had to put my life on, you know, the line here, listen, we're not winning any title, and it's still going to be a, a very frustrating year. I, I believe that. I don't think that we're going to beat Napoli and Milan and Roma and Lazio and Atalanta in in every one of the games that we face them. There's going to be times when we draw some of them, and you're allowed to draw points, but th- there'll be a game where you know we struggle to score against Cremonese, and it, it happens. Milan, Milan have had a great year so far they've had a really good calendar year uh and you know on a tuesday sometimes they'll they'll lose to a newly promoted side or or, you know drop points to a newly promoted side it's it's gonna happen and we could go through another injury crisis god knows like the point is to to say that to say that we aren't going into a banter era we don't know that nothing changes week by week we have to kind of look at things on the aggregate you know 
with 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 a wider lens, I suppose. And we'll, we'll only really know at the end of the year of how at risk we are of kind of falling back into that same pattern. But I think that if you start like if you start looking for different solutions with different coaches and hoping that one of them sticks eventually, I think that's where it can get dangerous. So th- there's some there's some merit to the idea of just rolling with one guy and sticking with him, even though he's stubborn and he may not be perfect. Well, and well, I mean, he's perfect. Anyways. Yeah. And, and Arsenal, like I'll give Arsenal props on this one. Like they actually hit it right with Mikel Arteta because like the guy has his own principles. He's stubborn to his own way. And like the first two seasons of Mikel Arteta, like Arsenal, like I think 12th or 13th. And yeah, they were back. now that they're finally clicking and now they're starting to roll. And the thing is, is like, I'm I'm not a big fan of the whole coach carousel. I think it's I think it's absolutely stupid because the thing is is why are why would you do a transfer policy get certain players for a guy that you're not going to extend or keep for a long time? Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the coach carousels because the thing is is every team has a cycle. Right now we're in the middle of uh, of the old guard transitioning into the new guard. You're going to have off years. Real Madrid had off years. I mean Bayern Munich when they were transitioning out of Robin and all of those guys they had an off season or two. And the thing is, is I'm not saying that we're out of the woods, um, but the thing is, is like one expectation that I have is when we're playing the Lazios, the Milans and those guys being able to at least win or get points at home is, you know, a step in the right direction. I'm not saying like, you know, the maximum is getting a draw against those guys, but like, for example, Inter, we played them at home, we got three points. So being able to beat these teams at home or at least secure some kind of points from these teams at home is kind of moving towards the right direction. If we're playing, like, for example, last season at this point, we're losing 1-0 to Atalanta in Turin. Uh, when we played them last year. So it's like, that's something that's not acceptable. Like, for example, uh, if we compare the 2-0 loss that we suffered at in Milan to the 1-0 loss against Atalanta last season at home, that's way worse, in my opinion. Because the thing is, is we're at home. I know that we're not, and I don't yet, I don't have that kind of future thought about pushing for a title, but at least getting into two, second, or third, so we're not kind of teetering on the edge of fourth and fifth. But we have to get points against those teams at home when we're winning. Uh, we need to win. We need to get at least some kind of point total from the home games against the top six. I think the Champions League run has really kind of dampened the mood because otherwise we might be a little bit more able to stomach or we'll be more willing to stomach where we're at in the league right now and how things have looked. We've not, you know, we, we, we've not, we've not gone undefeated. Okay, we, we've slipped up. That's fair. But I, I think that there have been some relatively promising things here and there. Listen, the kids who, who we've kind of been featuring sporadically throughout the season have been interesting. It's been interesting to see I like to be put in a position where he kind of has his back to the wall and have to play them. It's not ideal. We all like to romanticize the idea of playing young kids. They're young for a reason. A lot of them were playing in City of Chi last year. And yeah, you know, there's a problem in Italian football where you don't start 17, 18 year old wonder kids and you wait till they're 21. And you know, sometimes Fajoli, uh, you know, after a couple of loans, you know, decides to grab the bull by the horns and maybe that's the season that he does it this year, right? Maybe this is that year and it's going to be the year that we're like, hey, like he came into his own, he became a man this year. That's great. But a lot of young players are considered young when they're teenagers, right? I mean, I mean, it's it's young as a relative term, but the point well, is Italy, it's not like there's a culture of... Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, Qualiarella won the Capo Canoniere as a 30-some-odd-year-old, 37, was he? Di Natale, yeah, like, Pony like have... A- it's it's a, it's fair. It's a slower league, you know. It's a more tactical league. It, it's possible that you're that you guys that you guys are right in your assessment. It's a less technical league, right? It's it, compared to Spain, where there's a little bit more flair. Even in England, I find that you kind of have 
and listen, modern football, you know, lends itself well to flair in, in, in a lot of different areas and, you know, across leagues. But I think there are certain tendencies that you tend to see in Italy versus Spain versus Germany versus France versus Holland, whatever the case may be. Uh, this is a long roundabout way of saying, um, this is a long roundabout way of saying, guys, uh, it's been interesting that despite some of the adversity that we faced, we've kind of managed to be relatively respectable in the league. And it's not just because we played young guys that, you know, we're necessarily going to bear the, you know, that we're going to bear. It's not necessarily because we're playing young guys that that's going to bear fruit. It's a nice idea, but we don't know. We don't know how things are going to go until we actually see them pan out. And then you realize that, you know, it it can be tough. It, It can be difficult for some guys in, you know, in Champions League matches against PSG or even a side like Benfica. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Of course it is, but we've been cursed by injuries, right? We have, but at least... I think that's kind of... Yeah, I know, but I think that's kind of forced the hand of Allegri to play the young guys. And then we kind of of forget that, listen, we we bombed in the Champions League group, but in a lot of ways, like we, we simply didn't have... We didn't have the type of elite side that you would hope to field against other elite sides. No, I think and you're you could playing qualify. PSG. And Benfica are a good fucking side, yeah, man. They, they are absolutely and, on fire. So, right. But so I, 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 it's almost as all this to say, like, I think we, we maybe kind of are, are allowing the bombing in the Champions League to dampen our mood um, or our, our, maybe not our mood. I mean, I think we're all in a good mood today, right now. Collectively, I think we're all in a good place this week. But I mean, I think that there's a little less optimism around the club and there's a little bit more skepticism toward Allegri broadly, right? Ooh, I don't know, right? Champions League campaign was very bad. It's fair, but you have to kind of look at the extenuating circumstances and 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 one of those three clubs was not going to make it out and one of those three clubs was going to be left disappointed. Benfica probably would have been like, eh, you know, it is what it is. We were up against two larger sides who, but they haven't who lost, have more lost money. The game. But they've, right. You know, they, 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 they and their fans could have reasonably hoped to get out of the group. Someone has to lose. It was us, whatever, you know. Um, I'm just, I'm agreeing that, that things are still too early to be, you know, painted with such a broad brush as to say, hey, you know, it's awful. You know, so I'll I'll try to play the middle ground on this one. You know, and I think hypothetically, if we were to go through the Europa League and make it to the final or even win the thing, I think people forget about the Champions League group stages. Like I, I would I would be surprised if people start, well, oh man, we bombed out of the Champions League. Well, dude, congratulations, you're in pot one and you get twenty million euros for winning the Europa League. Like it's literally the same thing as winning the Champions League group or getting out of the group. So it's if, like if we got I, th- I believe if we too. go to the round of 16, we get an extra 16 mil. But if you win the Europa League, you get 20 mil. Yeah. So, so obviously I, you have to win it. It's, it's, it's a hard thing to do, by the way. Yeah, it is. No, it is. You know, Especially it, Barcelona. Yeah, you got, well, you got, and you know, listen, there's, there's three teams right now in disarray, three giants, Barcelona, Man United, and Juve, yeah. you know, that, that I don't know that we are in complete disarray, but the, listen, as I, as we said, it's, the verdict's it's still too early for the verdict to be out, right? And listen, the things have been bad enough that, that the BBC did a feature on them and almost, you know, asked to have <laughs> Sam Adamo on the fucking show, right? Like, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. No, bit. no, but, but but that's not even me tooting my own horn. That's actually just a da- like just the fact that the BBC would even choose to focus in no, on them. It's it's a before, good point, but you were you were the guy chosen. 
Yeah, I was. Well, Dash was supposed to be chosen too, and they canceled on him an hour out. So I don't know. You know, <laughs> maybe I'll boycott them next time. It's safe. It's, it's the sunglasses, live, just... Dash. You need to get tints. I know. I needed. Well, you know, the thing is, is like uh, Sam didn't have any sunglasses. I'm like, oh my god, he has eyes because I'm always yeah. used to seeing the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no way. I should have just. I should have leaned into it a little bit more. But I could have like. I could have said the craziest shit ever, and 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 it may made the host bust a gut it wouldn't have mattered they would have they would have just chopped it out it wasn't live so it's just one of those things that you know they, they want informative takes they don't want amusing ones so it's, it's whatever but so there's another there's, there's three there. giant look there's three giants right now who are all in complete disarray that all think hey well we have to win the europa league right now listen two of those sides are definitely not going to win it one of them may not all three of them may not right all three of them may not and but if if one of them does win and two of them don't they're all going to be left saying, ah, oh, it's a disappointment. We didn't win it. It's, we have to kind of just be, be, be realistic and frank with ourselves. But let's still, we still need to go out and, and try for it. We've got to fight. That's yeah. the whole point of being yeah. a fan, yeah. right? Is just getting excited yeah. over stu- – there's, well, there's nothing that makes sense, any sense about being a sports fan. So well, it doesn't yeah. matter. Champions League, Europa League, Conference League. I mean, Canadian Premier League. Who cares? If it's your team and they're fighting for a championship, just be excited. Be irrational. Have fun. I mean, the thing is, is not to have walk into the Europa League with an entitlement and being like, oh, yeah, we're totally walking this through. But like, if we think about it, because we got not in, in the first round of the round of 32. And then like Barcelona and Man U are playing against each other. So one of those two is automatically going to be done by the end of this round. And then realistically, we'd be looking at Arsenal, us, and the winner of Man U and Barcelona as like the three juggernauts that are in there. And then, you know, you need Lady Luck to go your way. But I think, you know, and the thing is, is like, I just, for me, I think the Europa League is a good momentum booster for the club, uh, for them to at least make it a reasonable run. Because think about it. Say that we finish second in our Champions League group and we're up against Bayern. Is everyone sitting here thinking like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to win this one or we're going to go far against Bayern Munich or we're going to push Bayern Munich versus where everyone's op- more optimistic with not. Uh, ver- because it's, again, not not trashing on them, but currently where they're at with their form and how they're playing, they're in the relegation zone in France. So in theory, we should be able to beat these guys, get some momentum for the next round and keep rolling. It's 12 so, points over 11 games, I believe it is. Yeah, so I think I just I think if once we start getting into the Europa League, I think people will forget about the Champions League group stages if we're able to put a respectable run in it. My only question is about putting a respectable run in it. Do we have the depth to actually take it seriously? Or are we going to pull a Lazio and just send a bunch of random 11 out there and just, you know, hope it sticks and then get sent to the Conference League? No, I don't think so. No, no, no. No, no. They they have to save. They're gonna go. No, they're gonna go for. They gotta go for broke. And then if it doesn't work out, it looks worse because it looks like you tried, but you kind of. You there's nothing else to really play for. I mean, of course, that's the whole point. Yeah, you say that, and then what? What if? What if things really turn and uh, Napoli go on a three game skid where they lose a match and tie two, and then we beat them before Christmas, like? I, listen, I'm, I'm hypothetically in the battlefield this, in this always made, changes, right? You yeah, have I'm to saying look, with that. Yeah, so right. So in this made up hypothetical that I'm creating here, if we um, have a shot in like April or like March to overtake Napoli, and we have a huge game coming up, and we have a champ, and we have excuse me, a Europa League quarterfinal match. At that point, I think you gotta you gotta probably prioritize the title. If it's the Champions League quarterfinal, I think you say, hey, like we kind of hold these on like equal unequal yeah. level here but but i i don't know no, I, I, I don't i don't point though because 
the fans would be split. It's going to be hard for the management to really say which one's better than the next. And we have months before that it, we really do. And the, returns, yeah. right? So yeah, Europa doesn't start until February. The yeah, so we, we got months, we got months, months, yeah. months before we know how things look uh, for us in the grand scheme of things. Like, listen, by the time the Europa League returns, by the time European football returns, the Europa League, the Champions League, after the World Cup, right, we'll have, I mean, a lot's going to have happened, right? The World Cup will have happened. Maybe guys will get injured at the World Cup. Maybe we'll buy or sell someone based on performance at the World Cup. God knows, right? You, you know, uh, and and we'll have a better idea of how we're looking in the grand scheme of the uh, the, 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 the Lega this year so you know we don't let, let's let's not let's not get too uh let's not get too overly rambunctious over the europa league it is what it is you know we're, we're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play we're gonna have to play and we're gonna have to try to keep our dignity i think it's all like it's a bit of a risk i've said this before about like weird competitions on my pod once i think i said like the conference league is kind of like it's kind of like like for roma right they lost to, now ironically they actually won the competition last year but i yeah. when i when i gave this take it was like right at the end of the group stage when they had lost to that Norwegian side twice, Bodo Glimt. And I yeah. said, like, what, what is this? You know, <laughs> like, like, like the, the conference league. And I would argue that for Juve, it's kind of the same thing, but I argued like for, for Roma, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like raw dog and a sorority girl every week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like eventually something bad's going to happen, you know, like, like it's very high, it's very high risk, low reward. You know, if you win, great, great. You know, you win the conference league. Who cares? Now, as as we saw, it meant a lot to those fans. Sure. Because it, whatever, you know. Um, but, but you know, is, is it one of those things where it's like you almost have to just save, you know, save yourself the possibility of being embarrassed? No, I get it. it. So let me, sure. let me ask you guys these questions. Let me ask you guys this question. I'll throw this on the table. So let's look at the titles right now, the titles that we're in right now. So. Europa League, Coppa Italia, and the Scudetto. Yeah. What? So if you were the board right now, and you guys are sitting there kind of strategizing for the next, you know, the second half of the season, what title do you prioritize out the of league. the three? The league, because I think the next couple rounds in Europa should be cakewalks. So you got to focus on the league. And then if the t- competition gets real in Europa League, okay, maybe assess at that point. But until yeah. then, it's still the league. All right, so and then for the league, um, let me let me break it down just because again the league, someone can say a top four finish or you know a top three finish or the title. So like uh, for the league, are you saying Dave? Are you saying like a top four finish in the league? Or are you saying go for Scudetto? And and here's the tricky thing. So we're 13 points out. We do have a game in hand, regardless. So say we win, still that 10 points. Like Napoli does not lose apparently, and they maintain that gap. At this point, it seems out of reach, but it is still so early. Um, so at this point, you aim for the top four, but know that that, that number one's possible. So you might as well just aim for number one, go for it, knowing that it's Napoli and they are notorious for just Butler's. shitting her. Yeah, just I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot of pressure on uh, them in that city too, um, just because it's not even because fans expect it, but it's because when things go well, their fans get very excited. Yeah. Um, it, it's just one of those things. They only, you know, there, there's there's not two teams in Naples. It's, it's one of the biggest cities in Italy. There's two teams in Rome. There's two teams in Milan. There's two teams in Verona. There were actually until like last year. I think Kievo went bankrupt. I found that out the other day. Um, yeah, whatever. There's two teams in Turin. There's two teams in Genova. Yeah. You know, there's one team in Palermo. You go to Palermo, it's Palermo, right? In Napoli, but whatever. So now Napoli kind of has that same 
that same energy. And, and that that's, that's real when they do well, the entire city, um, gets excited and, and you feel it and it could be a, like a positive momentum that kind of propels you forward. But we, we, we have seen them bottle it almost all the time, right. For the past 30 years now, they haven't even competed for titles a lot of the, a lot of those 30 years, but in the last decade in particular, they've had a couple of seasons where they've come close and there's, it's well, a there's lot. that one season that we, I mean, just inched them out right at the end. 2018. Yeah. There yeah, was also 90, 91 Yeah. Nine, like, come on, you get 91 oh. points and you can't win this good. That's insane. Yeah. You know, look like it's, it's, it, 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 here's what it is. Um, those, those six point games are real. Like those six point swings are real. Right. Oh, so, yeah, so, sure. so, if Napoli lose to Empoli today and we win our game in hand, great. We're, you know, we're, we're three points closer, but if we're the ones who are actually playing them and we haven't played them yet, we have to play them twice, right? Yeah, if we so can inflict damage on them twice, that that's big. Now it, it's also the only chance you really have. If you don't win both of those games, it's, you're not winning a title, which, which but if you do, yeah, well you have, you effectively <laughs> have to, if you're Milan, you could argue the same thing too. If Napoli, yeah. if Napoli, especially with the gap being as it is right now, but if, if, if Napoli can kind of, if they can beat Milan twice, it's over, right? Milan's not winning a title, right? It'll have to be the, it'll have to be Atalanta, or it'll have to be us, or it'll have to be Inter or Roma, and all of these are increasingly less likely, right? But you understand, you understand. Yeah, steps, so, yeah. right. So, um, to answer your question, Dash, I think, uh, I think it's the league that you have to prioritize first. But I think it's an ego thing. I think you, you almost have this, this weird, this weird. Um, like tendency to probably as a big club puff out your chest and say, ah, you know what? Like it's, we're going to go after the Europa League. It's eh, like, it, it feels like something that you may be a little bit almost ashamed of doing or embarrassed to do. And, and, and don't say there's no shame in it. There is right. Like, like, like if Real Madrid won the Europa League, you know, the fans would be, you know, I'm sure they'd be happy and they'd clap that they won that game, but they wouldn't, you know, nobody would be crying in the street. Well, yeah, you know? it's like, it's like dead, <laughs> it's dead news in July. I mean, it feels good in the end of May, June, and then everyone forgets about it in July. Yeah, I totally I, I get suppose. that. But so, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, but it's still a thing. Yeah, yeah, but but again, it's something. But I I think they prioritize the league. I think that's what I would do. Dash asked the question. That's that's what I would yeah. say. By the way, guys, in the comments, Wagwan, what it do you? I know, uh, I know. Last time on the pod, we didn't, you know, take a lot of your guys' comments as much as we uh, as much as Dash and 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 Dave normally do. When uh, you know, it's just the YouTube live show. But feel free, uh, you know, comment. We we can uh, we can kind of get to some feedback on the fly if you guys if you guys are so inclined. If anything, you know, does pique our interest. So don't be shy, guys. Um, you know what I was realizing? I, I just want to circle back, unless either of you guys have anything to kind of add back to the Europa League talk kind of that we're kind of getting into right now. Um, I, I just love the possibility, the storyline, that Kostic can win it two years in a row with two different teams. Yeah, that's everyone's dream. I to think, win the I Europa League twice cool, yeah. in a row. No, I just think yeah. it'd be cool. See, the problem about <laughs> so the problem about that storyline is that's already happened in the Champions League with Samuel Eto'o, where he won it with Barcelona, and then he went to Inter and won it right after in 2009 and then the 2010 season. So, like, that, that one's already been done. So, it's like... I think uh, what it is, though... Okay, maybe, maybe the, the reason being is because a lot of people have kind of been throwing shade towards Kostic as, as of late. Yeah. And he continues to prove... That that he's got it. He's got what, five assists now. He doesn't miss a cross. No. He's very, and, and he's very he's good. He's, so, he's, man, he he put Dem, he put Denzel Dumfries on ice a couple times. And, and that's the that thing, game. people. Say, oh, he, he you, can't dribble. He's one dimensional. He did just you, dribbled yeah. past Inter. 
Did you guys see? He'll be at the World Cup. I'm excited about. Yeah. about Did the you guys Serbians see the personally. clip where the clip where he skinned Barella for that uh, for that goal to Rabio or the assist to Rabio? Like he had his back to Rabio or not Rabio to Barella, back heeled nutmeg to Barella and just drove. Like he skinned their best midfielder like it was nobody's business. Like that was absolutely insane. And then like the fact that he was able to find Fajoli with that through ball. Good recruitment. Like, yeah, man. He, Good recruitment. he is yeah. he's an assist oh, machine. And, and could I and it's, yeah, it's the end of Alexandro, much. right? It's the end of Alexandro as well, right? Oh, for yeah. sure. So but but another thing I gotta point out too, because that almost went the other way as well, with Fajoli's very sweet pass over the top to uh to Kostic, who drilled it, went off uh, the keeper's hand, hit the post. But that pass, like those those two linked up. Do you guys remember times. that? Do you guys remember that save? That was oh my god! I thought that oh. was a, that would have been a that would have it, been a, a, it was, a pornographic yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, nice. even on the replay, that that pass was beautiful. You guys on the yeah, listener, you guys all know what we're talking about, right? That was the that was the fingertips. Was on, that was when Onana. Yeah, that was as a. I'll tell you, as a goalkeeper, that's that's a really that's a really yeah. impressive. It was that's a really fast. impressive save. Credit to him. But like, but most of the time. X, you know, if you guys are nerds and you like XG and stuff, that's <laughs> that that reflects really well on Kostic right there. That's that's like that's an expected goal. How sad is it now that hey, it didn't go in, but like he he creates a lot of expected goals. We can reasonably expect him to score, and you know that's I, worth, I, that's worth <laughs> something. I hate that stat so much, man. I don't know why they like uh, overemphasize it now because like even when we're doing pregame shows on the Fop Mob. We're like looking at it. There's like two sections dedicated to expected goals, expected shots. And I'm like, and like, uh, there was like this clip where I was watching some analytical crap, some stats just to look at, you know, Juve over the years. And like, this guy was prioritizing the expected goals thing. I'm like, dude, I don't care about what could have happened. I'm it's looking just, at what just, happened. It's just data. You know what I mean? But then, and, yeah. and then but the, here's the thing. Here's the problem with it, right? Is you try to project the future based on the past. I mean, every individual game can be an outlier or kind of is an outlier. It's just one piece of data right you know what like you know what the data and the stats didn't predict that was christian erickson almost dying of a heart attack at the euro like <laughs> yeah crazy th- like, that fat, but yes, like, you know. like crazy things happen you know what i mean yeah. i mean like i mean that year actually was happening a lot that's a little weird but you know, whatever Say, did uh did Let's aaron ramsey score? theories out of this shit. did uh did aaron ramsey score before that happened because usually whenever he scores somebody just bites the dust <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was the thing that you stopped yeah. a couple years ago it's true oh I my gosh that. i, I didn't know. even know about that until like that had been circulating dude oh what was it so this is like uh so you guys remember paul walker from the fast and the furious series yeah, yeah. So like Ramsey, See, hang on, hang on. Right, I gotta say, I gotta interrupt you right there, Dash. That's a little weird, right there. If we start getting into like actors dying or like a oh, Joan Rivers died no, no, after it, like no, Aaron no, no, Ramsey scored, the I Queen died. Like it, like if it was within football, that would be especially <laughs> that would be especially weird. But like there was like a there's a conspiracy video on YouTube with like football like mishaps after Aaron Ramsey scores like a team just dropping a game out of nowhere or losing a game or something like that like is this an there, actual thing there is an actual we're, we're thing. watching we're, we're gonna do a reaction we got to do a reaction video okay, to I'm it, looking it up like, right now uh just there, to kind of give some some data because there is like a thing like people used to do whenever Aaron Ramsey scored something metaphorically whether it be like something metaphorically or a physical human being would just pass or something you're just like sitting there and you're like what well, people die like, every day like anybody can make a connection 
Yeah, I know. But like the thing is, is like Ramsey, especially like when he was at Arsenal, like because he never really scored. And when he did, like it, it was just insane. Like I remember there was memes on like uh, footy memes and a bunch of back when Facebook was actually used. Like there was like a bunch of meme pages that like, hey, Aaron Ramsey scored. Everybody's like looking around. And then like, listen, guys, when- I, I don't I don't know enough about listen, I, again. It's, it's It's a little it's a little uh, it's a little hazy in my mind because it's been like two years, probably, if I had to guess. Two, three years, probably a couple of years since I've heard about the theory. But um, I'm pulling up this article here from GlasgowWorld.com. And recall, he used to play for Rangers. Is he still at Rangers? Is that where no, he, he, he's, he's, in, he's somewhere? In, is he in Turkey now or something? He's in Turkey or France. Where is he? Where is he? Where is Aaron Ramsey? I'm a, I'm a Google. It. You go ahead and yeah. read the article. Who does Aaron Ramsey play for? Him. Okay, yeah, you 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 do that. So listen, what is the Aaron Ramsey curse? This is from two months ago. What is the Aaron Ramsey curse? Fan theory of ex-Ranger star explained so he doesn't play for Rangers anymore. After the death of Olivia Newton-John. G- guys. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. That you know, is so out there. Like, okay. you know, a rapper dies every month. You know, he scores and two weeks later, like takeoff dies. Again, I don't know enough about the theory. Maybe it's maybe there's a little bit more of a trend there. That that's a little bit more troubling. Yeah, it hurts you, kind of like the Twenty Seven Club. I don't know. Is it a British uh, icon that dies? Maybe you know. I, I don't know. But Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> well, you know, no, well, you she, know, no, 20... she wasn't. She was with John Travolta in that. Yeah, that, she's that, American. That movie, that Greece movie. Yeah, I she was. I don't know. I thought she was. I thought she was like a royal for a second. I don't know why. Anyway, it's the three name deal. Gosh, yeah, what was yeah. it? I think the recent one was in the Euros when Ramsey scored for Wales. Everyone's like, "Hey, everybody!" His Juventus career just died, and everyone just lost their stuff. But um, who's he playing uh, for? He was playing for. He plays for Nice in France. Ah, he's okay. For nice now. Okay. Yeah, he's in. He's in France. Wow. Okay. So like, yeah, that that guy was like an absolute meme tool back in the day, especially like when he was scoring goals in Arsenal because. Like it's it wasn't as frequent now, but like back then in like 2012, 13, 14, whenever he would do it, something would happen and people would just start like being on edge over it. I don't think it's as bad as it now as it was back then. But we if we were to get into the Aaron Ramsey conspiracy theories, guys, we'd keep you on here for like 10, 12 hours. Yeah, just keep that guy out of like MLS. Like you make sure that guy keeps playing oh. top flight football forever. You know, if he drops down to the championship <laughs> and starts putting him in a little more, I mean, yeah. I Speaking of MLS, because I know Farhad originated L- out of L.A., uh, did the L.A. fan club, created it. Um, and we have a connection there. Giorgio Chiellini wins the MLS Cup with LAFC, another title. Uh, I mean, I love Chiellini, so why not? And he, and, he, and he loves you. He still loves you. Uh, he, he posted on the weekend, I think, saying it was a perfect weekend. He won the title, and then you've, uh, he actually posted as the thumbnail of that, of that, that post. You yep, yeah, celebrating over Inter and then him celebrating his his American title win as a secondary, Dude. you know, post on the slide. So yeah, he loves you. He loves you too, buddy. He loves <laughs> you, you know, gosh, my favorite, my favorite Chiellini in LA clip was when he like hit that shot from 45 yards out, hits the that post. So and, like, good. and like Benucci <laughs> and everybody are looking at him like, yo, what the hell is that? And Chiellini's like, this is like, look, look at the elite. Yeah, they're all I looking at each other. Where the fuck did that come from? from? Yeah. He's, like, he's like, this is like, shit, I don't it know. Was, yeah, yeah. It was really funny too because he, he shot it in, if you haven't seen the clip, I'm sure a lot of people have, but if you haven't seen it, it's exactly how you're imagining it. Cause he lined it up in that weird, awkward way that he kind of uh, gallops with the ball, you <laughs> yeah. know, with, with his shoulders kind of rolled forward. 
Um, yeah. And he yeah. sends it 40 <laughs> meters into the air through the uprights, gets a three, uh, gets the field goal, uh, first down LAFC. No, there was something kidding. funny. There was something funny about it. Cause there's something funny about how he plays his past. Yeah. My, like my father, my father, uh, my father pointed this out to me. It, the way he passes is very dramatic. It's, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> lunging forward. Very deliberate. Yeah. He really, yeah. he really guides it with the open left foot. Yeah. That's that's true. Yeah, as you say, is uh, I think Chiellini is probably like the most like uh, as far as like how he plays is like the most over exaggerated, like over exerting whenever he moves or he passes or he dribbles. It's like it's almost like you're about to get hit by a truck. Looking at how <laughs> just Chiellini just moves at you, like, like it's funny because like whenever you see him take a shot, he does like that weird gallop and then he just rips it. He doesn't even care if it goes up to the right or to the left. So it's like seeing that too. And that thing had like an arc, like it was a low curve. Like it was like a swaz to the uh, lower post. And that I was like, I remember watching that game too. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like looking at it with my dad. I'm like, when did he learn how to do this? I've never I, seen this before. I think for some of these Italian oh. players, like you look at Bernadeschi, for instance, they just have so much more time and space that they're just like, all right, I'm just going to rip this thing. Nobody's going to stay in front of it. Let's go. It's yeah. a confidence thing. Like, but that disc is a really good player. He always has been. Like, he was, he was already, like, one of the better technical players in Italy. It's just, it's all in the head. Yeah. You know, you know like, like, you get to, you go down a level and 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 you think that you're the big dog and, and you really kind of, I don't know, if if... You're welcomed with open arms by a bunch of wops at the airport. You're getting paid the most money on the team. And then you run through practice and people are kind of like respecting you. They're like, oh, you know, this guy won the Euro. Let's, you know, champ. And 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 they're kind of just throwing, you know, glance over. Oh, how, how good is he technically? Oh, well, okay. And that almost kind of fosters like an environment. The first couple of practices where like they don't want to tackle you. I don't, I don't know. Like it could just be little subtle things where he starts training with them. And he's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy. And then it just it's he's off that yeah. was him when he was 21 years old 22 yeah you know he's, just, he's reimagined 23 now. yeah i'm happy i'm a tfc is. fan so i'm all for it yeah i mean because like yeah because at uva i'm pretty sure nobody took him seriously as far as players go like i mean the guy was being cycled left back center mid center back just a bunch of random positions when he was there so i'm Didn't pretty happen sure in the first year you know it's tough yeah you grab the bull by the horn you have like one year to make an impression we've even seen like guys who have kind of made a decent first impression then sort of fizzle out like like mckenny i don't know what's happening with Douglas him now, Costa. he was one of those yeah guys. like again like i feel like i shit on mckenny a lot i don't mean to but like it's he's just one of those guys who's probably not gonna have ever he's he's not going to become a UVA legend he'll be gone in a couple of years he's, and you know he's, he's serviceable next summer uh, right but r- sure I'm, that's what i'm sure 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 he's, sure. Gone. he's gone. great you know <laughs> and, you know yeah. how and yeah. how would you describe his 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 tenure overall eh, you know come see come see come sa you know yeah he had some chipotle chipotle jokes chipotle jokes right yeah yeah, because he's sponsored by Chipotle. So, like, uh, he is the official, like, brand sponsor of Chipotle in the U.S. So, like, whenever, like, you'll see it now during the World Cup, whenever there's a Chipotle ad, you'll just see McKenny. Yeah. And, you know, you know, it, it's, it's, it was, it was mutually beneficial. You know, he, he, Juve gave him a platform. He gave Juve a couple of headed goals and, uh, and, and some, some interesting sound bites on the, uh, the Amazon Prime doc. Like, and got, and got some more yeah, Americans watching. Whatever. 
Sure. Yeah. sure. Well, and, you know, and I think this is on McKenny now because like McKenny needs to sit there and be like, okay, crap, this is what my game is. I'm still, cause he's still young. So I think McKenny needs to either evolve or, or leave. If he doesn't evolve, I think he, he, he'll leave, he'll leave yeah. and he'll do fine elsewhere. But again, you have a, you have a select amount of time before you, the grace runs out. And again, I'm not even saying that he kind of overstayed his welcome at all. I think no, that desk he so. did. Yes. Um, not grabbable by the horns in the first year, and then it all got weird. That that's just what happened. Like he was 23 when he signed, so he's at the age where it's like, okay, like we we signed him for really big money, um, but but we also had a pretty deep squad, and Paulo Dybala was kind of like the de facto right sided um, attacker, so the, so it was tough. Like he just didn't get a lot of game time, and his 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 confidence was probably shot after that. Like it's. It's really that simple. Dude, I have a theory that Bernardeschi was toast because I actually saw him make his debut for us in the Supercoppa against Lazio and it just didn't go that well. And there's a lot of like nuance that kind of gets lost when you're not at the game, when you're just watching on TV, but when you're in the stands and bear in mind, this was a Supercoppa against Lazio at the Olimpico, but all those games are at the Olimpico or they're at, you know, a stadium in Qatar or Saudi Arabia. They're at a neutral they're, they're considered neutrals. Even though yeah, we yeah, happen yeah. to be playing Lazio in Rome, I mean, we could have been playing Atalanta. It still would have been in Rome. So, yeah. so the fans are half-half in the stadium, right? The ticket sales are split half-half. So there's like 30,000 Juve fans in the stadium. Guy makes his debut. He had a couple of poor touches. And I think at one point he asked Douglas Costa to switch sides. And the fans just got on his back and started booing him, saying, what the fuck? Like, what are you, a pussy? What the, stay on your side. What are you blame? Oh, you're, you're like, I don't know. It, it just, it felt bad right out the gate. And I, I just thought, ooh, this is, this is tough. And now I'm an older, you know, I still feel like a young man. I'm older than he was then. That happens to me two years ago. Even if I'm confident as a footballer, Christ, it, you know, it takes a lot of resilience to get through that. And and that's that's all that's all that probably yeah, happened yeah. there. But, but you know, like with the lick, a lot of you guys listening, I remember a lot of comments we got were like, hey, you know, maybe he ain't it. It, it was, we were divided. We were divided for a while. It, it, you kind of have to navigate a period of adjustment in the beginning, be it that you're in a new league or you're in a club of a different caliber or whatever the case may be. I think that's all that happened there, you know? Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree with you there because it's just like you could tell from his first season there, like his body language, like the dude looked like like just almost like deer in the headlights some of the times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> like, I mean, and I feel bad for him because the thing is, is like I always was questioning that deal because that was the same season we brought Douglas Costa in from loan from Bayern Munich before yes. we even bought him. Yes. So it's like we had because here's the thing about that year, and I'll just touch on it briefly so we can you know talk about something else instead of the past. But we're running a four two three one where you had Kadira and Pjanic as your double pivots in the middle. You had Mandzukic on the left, Dybala in the center. Um, Douglas Costa was coming in to be on the right, and then you had Higuain. So it was Douglas Costa and Cuadrado at the time that were alternating that right wing. So when you brought when I, when I they bought Bernadeschi for the money that they bought him for, originally I thought maybe we were going to do something with Cuadrado. That's why we were getting him, but and then we kept him. So Bernadeschi technically fell down to like third in the depth chart on that specific position. And then maybe it was like, hey, we're going to... Because I know Allegri wanted to experiment by throwing Douglas Costa on the left, Cuadrado on the right, and then switched Cuadrado with Bernadeschi. But Bernadeschi got hurt his first season. And then even when he came in, it just looked really, really lethargic, which was weird because he wasn't the guy that was expected to be the guy. I mean, he was there to fill a role and develop into it. So 
for him, I think he just got jaded. And then like when Sari came in, he thought it was like, hey, it's my fresh start with Sari and Ronaldo and blah, well, blah, blah. We signed Ronaldo, who was a winger, you know, and I yeah. know he was kind of a hybrid winger by that point. But we signed Ronaldo, who was a winger. Nonetheless, we signed Chiesa, who was a winger. And, you know, yeah. it's it's almost like he he was almost a bit of a victim of circumstance. And, and yeah. it kind of forced the club's hand, you know, and, I, and I do, getting more yeah. guys. I don't know why. This, I, 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 get, I get, I know Dave, Dave probably wants to move on here, but. It's just funny. I, I like him. I, I, I like him. I just I do I too. Yeah. And it's and usually me that goes on about. Him. I always so, like him. He's, he's a good. He's a good guy. I feel bad. I don't know. It's I mean, yeah, I like in the Euro, for him. I was so happy Euro. when he scored those yeah. two pens. It was so stupid because yeah. he should be scoring pens. But it's like it, it felt like a perfectly poetic narrative that he would come in after everyone was like, "Oh no, he's coming up to take the pens," and he missed right because he's a mental midget and he's fucking yeah yeah. And, and, and but you know what? He's maybe a bit more resilient than we thought. Because he, because he, he hadn't, he had, you know, sufficient ice in his veins to to, to score that penalty. And you know, are we over? Yeah. You know, is is life random, right? Yeah, no, of course. You know, it, it, the goalkeeper just has a gut feeling that he's going to go one way versus another. Who the hell knows, right? Like, yeah. But I think I think it was good for him, anyways, because that was the Pirlo season, and that was when he was being played as a left back, and that poor guy was getting skinned alive almost every game, and the entire fan base hated him for it. So it the fact that he was able to step in the Euros and do that, I was like, that's good for you, man. I'm, I'm happy. But he was for playing you. this position too. Yeah. And like who who else? Yeah, Berardi. I mean, you had Chiesa, of course. <laughs> Insigne. I mean, they just gave Insigne fourteen million at Toronto, and Bern is the one that's doing all the work. Yeah. So I don't I don't know, but he keeps on showing up. He keeps on playing, so he's got some heart. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm happy for him, man. I, he's he's loving he's living his life, man. So guys, is this the year that um, is this the year that you guys think that Nicola Fagioli becomes? Um, I don't know. The guy? Do you, do you no. think he becomes? Uh, do you think you no? Know, you don't think he becomes no. a bond? Well, he's t- he's twenty three now, right? Going he's twenty. 24. He's twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, mm-hmm. twenty one. I think I, I actually I actually like him a lot, <laughs> and and I and, yeah. and I I I found he is. I, I think like a lot of fans of the club. I think you know you guys probably all agree he's been he's shown promise for a little while, yeah. but but sometimes it only takes. A couple of little things that kind of just shift public perception and shifts the coach's perception and gives you a little bit more confidence, gives him a little bit more responsibility. And and for some reason, I think that this is a year that he really comes into his own. I think you have, I think there's a real chance that you see him playing a lot more over Miretti by the end of the year, which is fine. Like he's older than Miretti. Yeah. Miretti's also more versatile. We saw. Yep. I give him credit for playing a more advanced role the other day. That was that, interesting. And he's that not great cool. at it. But- no, but, but but he did it. Like like. Yeah, he, 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 he doesn't have the finishing touch. That's kind of his problem. He even said so. He can't really finish right now, and he's waiting to get that first goal. Yeah, well, yeah. either you you know you work on that and evolve, or you just say, hey, listen, like that's not the type of player I am, and 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 maybe it's too early for us to really know. It's okay to experiment. Yeah. I get it, but but I don't know. I, I think in the case of Fajoli, I think he really, I think he's, I think he's starting a lot of games at the end of the year. Yeah, I think he's tre- I think he's trending into that positive direction. I don't want to I don't want us because the thing is is like if we if we start illustrating or if the fans start illustrating him as, as the guy, it's it takes two or three bad performances and then everybody oh, completely yeah. turns on him and just completely shuns well, him. What does the guy mean? Does that mean that you you're getting paid the most money? No, that's not what no, I mean, no, right? No, like yeah. like no, 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 not that at all. I mean like is, the guy, is he that? Is he is he all that? How's the how's next that? best you know? thing? Yeah, like as far as like is a he an interesting is he an interesting uh is he an interesting guy for the for the you know next five years where you're like you know what I can really see this fucking working out where he's 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 
Yeah, no, he's probably going to be a starter for Juve from the Primavera. He's Italian and 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 he's he's consistent. He yeah, he's, he's, he's not even fully he's not even a fully developed man yet. Yeah, you know, I know I you kind you. of are yeah. twenty one, but you haven't even come into dad strength yet. Like, there's a real possibility that he can that he, he can, can flourish to, or he, that he can continue to decent, yeah. He becomes decent, so, yeah. and you get a few million dollars for him. Yeah, and that in that respect, I do agree with you there. Um, because the thing is, is the one thing that Fajoli has that I, I find really interesting is he's a dual threat midfielder. So he's almost like, for example, like the basketball player that can drive on you and he can shoot the three. That's kind of like how Fajoli is in, in a sense where Fajoli can penetrate the defense with a pass but also light you up from distance with a shot because his shot accuracy is really good. Like that shot, that shot against Lecce was really good. I mean, even the goal against oh, Inter for him to can have enough pace on the ball where, yes, it skins Gossens, but it's able to still maintain a trajectory and go into the net. I, so, I, yeah. Yeah. I think he's special, guys. Like, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I know it's a weird narrative. We've been looking for the new so, Claudio Marchisio. Maybe there, there will never be another Claudio Marchisio, right? You, you it, the history of jumping on the young ones, though. I know, but but <laughs> the yeah, one I know, thing. but 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 come on, like I'm I'm examining what it is I'm seeing before me. Like he's it's nice. He the past he matches be nice. Yeah, but he in particular, I'm doing it based off of what I'm seeing, right? Right? Like it's I. So I've also one, I, I think a lot of young guys at Juve have. I think we've been we've been starved of young Italians at Juve. That's what you're referring yeah. to, Dave, right? Like just just how I how I historically you crave young boys yeah i crave young boys uh yeah me and epstein like we're, we're <laughs> no like I, I know what you're saying but but i'm doing it based off of what i've observed here like like just this season he seems to be at a point where he's kind of taken a big jump and, and no i and he has i, I, I don't know that there will ever be another marquisio you know marquisio is marquisio fagioli could be fagioli he could be a different type of guy you know there may never be another del piero but the, the, that's fine that's fine we don't need another guy who's of the same stature who shoots with the same foot was number 10 it doesn't happen yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, i gotcha but so he could be a guy that is constantly no no i do i do too but i think the one thing right now that's like his i don't want to say his minus but like the one thing that he's weak at and i think sandro tonali had the same issue too was his game speed i I still think he's a little bit slow as far as game speed wise not like slows and he can't run but like i think once he starts to kind of adjust his game to it or adjust it because remember Pirlo is not a fast player Pirlo isn't known for being able to sprint and run up and down but Pirlo is able to anticipate where you're going to be and where the ball is going to be so he's able to compensate for it I think once Fajoli incorporates that or actually like integrates that better which comes in with experience and more game time so I think that's what's going to make that's going to be like the difference maker for Fajoli because the thing is is I like the Marquisio comparison but I also see his pass accuracy yeah, it's not yeah, the same he's player. Not the same player. That's why I'm. I'm that's why I'm saying yeah. too. Like, there's only one Marquisio because it, it's it's that it's that platitude that no two snowflakes are alike. It's it's everyone's physiology is different. You know, things are random. Marquisio started playing right after we came back up from City. Beat like there were just certain like environmental factors that allowed him to come into his own when he did and 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 kind of evolve. That it makes sense. Um, it makes sense that that everyone's kind of path is, is different and random. And to an extent you could argue that like, had, had we, you know, won the last two titles, the last couple of years and made a champions league final and lost it again, because that's what we do. Right. But still we made another final, right? Yeah. Maybe he never plays for us. Maybe we keep sending him out on the back. He's 21. What do we need? You know, he's impressing, but Hey, look at like, look at these other new shiny toys that we've brought in. 
Yeah. I think that there just may be some environmental factors that are going to allow him to come in and, and well, I mean, that have allowed him to come in, yeah. I should say, past they tense, but in the future that will continue to allow him to do so. Well, yeah, it's the same, just, thing, with, uh, same thing with uh, Pedri and Guavi in Barcelona because they lost Iniesta, Xavi, and all those great yeah. midfielders. Yeah. Those guys yeah. were able to come in, and Barcelona wasn't winning leagues or making Champions League finals, so those two came in. Or, Listen, or it's just un- dropped to Europa League like us. It's unusual that the guy above my shoulder over here, okay, comes in and, and scores two goals for, for a huge club. And I'm pointing to Federico Maqueda on the back of my, you know, for people that aren't watching on YouTube. I, look, Maqueda scored two, like, what did he score? Two goals for Man United in like two weeks when he was like 18. And he was like, yep. you know, hailed as like a new stud. And, you know, now he's playing in Turkey. I, I get that it could happen. But Fajoli's a bit older. It, it, it's very rare that you'll have somebody kind of just flip the switch almost it, it, it i don't know just sometimes a guy's life just changes overnight he has a couple of performances and you're like okay he's never going back or like a guy get you call up a guy from triple a or from the minors and he never gets sent back down you, you know so, so you think this is his big call up and he's, so he's uh, you know I'm, i'll yeah you know you, you're the starting quarterback gets in gets injured he's out for the whole season and Tom Brady, the, kid, the, <laughs> like, the recent, the recently like recruited the kid, kid, whatever, gets his call up. He, sure, you know, he, so, and, he, and, and yeah, that, that that's that's so, it. You, you never look back. I think this could be one of those. Let me let me throw this this question per se or this topic for discussion for it, and let's see kind of where we all kind of come up from it. From it. So, Moise Keane, 2018-2019 season, second half of the season was coming in, subbing in, scoring goals left and right. And, you know, everyone's like, hey, this kid's this kid's got it. This kid flicks the switch. So I'm not saying that Fajoli is going to follow the same trajectory as Keane. Absolutely not. But I'm saying, is it is it a possibility that essentially Fajoli might have a good streak and then absolutely disappear like Keane, which I think there might be a possibility of it? Or are we just, you know, kind of trying to cling on to something young that's doing well because of what happened with Keane? Yeah, I'm wrong all the time. That's, that's <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah, I like your optimism right. towards it, though, Sam. And but but I also think it's harder to be a forward because you have to score is. all the time. If yeah, Adoli if you're not scoring score as a forward, Fajoli could not score for the rest of the year, but he could, but he could be relevant, like a, a relevant cog to how the system functions. It's, it's different to be a midfielder. It's, it's uniquely difficult. Being a goalkeeper is uniquely difficult. Being a center back is uniquely difficult. He, has, he just has to play the position that he plays well. Being a forward is uniquely difficult because you have to score and produce, and, and Keane stopped doing that. And But, but and, here's and, a cool tidbit yeah. about our midfield right now. Ten goals out of our midfield, and two of those are Nicolo Fajoli. Sure, yeah. Rabio, so, listen, listen, Rabio, Rabio's had, Rabio. a, he's had a good <laughs> he's had a good year, and he's had... Moments that still kind of make you scratch your head, and I realize I don't know anything about. I realize I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Like I, he's been at my club for years. I just I don't know how to. I mean that. I mean that honestly. He's got a he's got a saucy mom, and he's trying to get that twenty million a season contract. I don't. Now. I, I, don't like, I don't know how to describe him. If if someone were to ask, other than like that, that image right there is all you need to see. Yeah, she looks very French in that picture. <laughs> She looks yeah. very unpleasant. Like she looks like a French politician, like uniquely unpleasant. You know what so, I mean? Like, <laughs> so Sam, you you speak at least a bastardized version of French. That's Quebecois. Um, yeah. I was I was trying to school people. Like I'm horrible at French, but I know a little bit just because of where I live. But not not not. Just pronounce it for us in French. Not. 
No, okay, there you go. Yeah. I was going through this like really weird description of how to pronounce French, and you just had to pretend that you have something in your throat. It's you an easy. Things. It's an. It's one syllable. It's an easy <laughs> one. It's an easy one. You know, like, um, like, um, if I were to so. Can I type in this chat? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Here, actually, I'll type in the private chat here that we have. So I want you to pronounce this, okay? This French club. It's a little, it's a little tougher. All right. Strasbourg. I've been there. Right. Okay. But Strasbourg. 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 Yeah, I'm not not perfect. You got to put a little bit, you got to put a little bit of German mustard on it too because that's right. It's in Alsace. Yes. Strasbourg. But, um, yeah, you, you know, there's a little bit of cuntiness that you kind of have to have emanate yeah. from your voice when you do it properly. A little bit of indifference. That's it's hard to emanate that. Um, yeah. From yeah, yeah. No, no, it's an easy one. Nah, it's, it's easier. You yeah, know, just, I mean, just just don't sound like a twat. You know, like, well, like, and that's the thing that Dash does because he's American and he's like not <laughs> sure, sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, so my dad told me that. Nantes, Nantes. Yeah, he says it with a Hispanic accent or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's just because I'm Albanian, so us Albanians can't pronounce like ninety percent of the stuff that's outside of Albania. So, like, yeah, I was like, because for the longest time I'm hearing Nantes, and I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, it sounds Spanish, but why is it in France? And then Dave's like. <laughs> No, dude, it's not. I'm like, it sounds like it's in Basque country or something. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, shit. I'm like, that makes sense now. Um, you you made a good point earlier. I'm it's a real callback, uh, Dash. But I don't know. You guys have anything else that you kind of want to wrap on? So I forgot to mention this when we were talking. Because there, there is one. This is the second time that I actually want to bring this up, and I've kind of circled back to see if you guys have anything to to, to kind of still still get to because i know that this is going to kind of like it's going to go in a completely different direction and there's going to be no going back from it so if we have any kind of points to get out <laughs> no, i got speak them now or forever hold your peace yeah, yeah yeah so uh you know when we're talking about focusing on the league um there was this interesting stat i forgot to tell you guys and i'm sorry for it but same time in 2015 2016 season juve was 10 points off napoli at this point of the year and you juve rallied to win the title bam I don't know, you know, if we believe in superstitions or anything like that. I told you, but, it's Napoli. Anything could happen. But this was, because it was interesting, because to be honest with you guys, I wasn't sitting there like actually like charting it off on a calendar on like some astrology shit or something like that. But like I was, I was going through Twitter and I, I just saw an Allegri meme where Allegri has like that dumb smile on his face. And I was reading the meme where it says, uh, when Allegri purposely tries to set Juve up for a 15, 16 comeback. And then someone says, you know, at this point, in that season versus now same exact point total same exact difference and then he's like juve goes on to win the title i'm like sitting there i'm like i mean hey you know i want to let napoli have this one guys oh come on come on you have a love affair with that city i i like 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 it's it's we're not winning we're not winning we're not winning the title this year right like like if it happens like listen I'll, i'll 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 humbly accept i'll be like all right but like how how do we do we do we just keep getting off on like their suffering. Like it's almost like fucking borderline BDSM. No, no, no. Type so it's, it's, like, not, no it's not Napoli's suffering. It's De Laurentiis's suffering that I get off on. To see old the rich old man with the little man complex. That's fair. Uh, yes. I, 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 listen, I, I can't listen. If it's not going to be us, I got to see Napoli win one because they're not going to shut the fuck up otherwise. <laughs> Let him have it. We got to be the bigger man sometimes and just kind of. So here, here's my thing. I would rather have Napoli win than to see Milan and Inter get their second star. I, w- I will say that. I would rather have Napoli win the title than see Inter or Milan get a second star. 
that is it right there for me. Yeah, again, I don't want Napoli to win instead of Juve. If we're listen, if we're to mount this comeback, I'm on, I'm on board. But but it's like I would feel so bad. Like uh, we, I don't know. Just there's such a complex now. That, you know, they they really believe that they can't do it without Maradona. They pray to him. They pray to him legitimately. He's on like murals and walls. You know, oh, they're insane. They have shrines in the city. It's 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 bad. Like it's they they think that he's there. Listen, if they won the title, they would think that it's because of him and because of his divine intervention. It's it's weird. I think it might be good for them. Maybe, you know, if they never won again, that would actually be better because it would just kind of keep the mystique of Maradona. You know what? I'm I'm changing tone. They can never <laughs> win again. Want to keep. That's, hey, that's, that's like the point, it's though. like that Michael Jordan meme where he says, fuck them kids. Uh Sam's like, fuck them to pull it to pull it down right yeah, now. Yeah, no, but but It'll become like a thing of scripture. Hey, we haven't won in 200 years, but we we did that so, one time with that prophet, you know? I was yeah. in an Argentinian steakhouse in Malaga, Spain, and there was a mural of Maradona. He's everywhere. It's a real cult of personality around that, man. It's true, but it's it's real bad in Naples. It's real. Yeah, it's it's no. serious. You know, but I think it would be very, it would be very bad for the church if they won. If the like it would be, you know, if if they if they want to Tithe and well, what's the word? Is that, is that what you, is that what you call it? <laughs> when when the when when you donate to the church, when you know they skim a little off the top, they would take like a tax. I think it's called a tithe, right? Oh, like tidings. Tithing like is that what it? Is? I don't. I don't know. Oh, like yeah. I think I think it would be financially beneficial for the church. Like if they want to really cement their status as a, a religious organization and, and and kind of you know develop a strong. Um, a strong kind of bond with that city and cement it forever. They got to, you know, they got to keep not winning and people will, they will pay hard-earned money to the church. And, and, you know, again, there's no such institution right now, but I think that in a couple hundred years, we could have one. I've said, Oh, easy. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's the interesting thing about that too, though. Think about it. Cause like, and I don't want to do like a whole Maradona versus Messi kind of conversation, but like the fact that it's been like what over 40 years since Maradona's like played consistent, like top level that like he is still held as like this religious icon for not just Napoli, but like for other sites and other spots around the world. Like, would we ever see Messi held to that status? Like, I'm just genuinely curious. Like, like, I don't want to stir up like a whole like argument over Messi. Maradona's dead. Maradona's dead. That changes everything. They canonized him after he died, but he's also still active. And Messi is seen as more flawed Excuse me. Messi is seen as less flawed. Maradona was seen as more human. Messi yeah. was seen as more of a man uh, of the people. I, I, yeah. No. No. I would say he was seen as more of like or, this, this or, freak of nature who kind of touched, uh, or, you know, was 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 touched by God, not touched by priests. That's another that, thing. Touched by, <laughs> touched by, you know, just well, he you, had the hand of God. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Messi here. I think people look at Messi oh, as having been Messi, a guy yeah, who was sorry. blessed, but I think. Because Maradona, I think, was the first time that ever really happened. And, and and because he was tortured and on cocaine and stuff. Like, Messi's, the extent of Messi's, you know, mid-career crisis was getting a tattoo sleeve and, you know, leaving Barca, right? But but Maradona was a whole different thing. It was His life was a soap opera. It was a lot more entertaining. Yeah. It There's was, a story yeah. to it. Well, he's so, more charismatic, too. So, so I think, but I think it added to the story. Again, though, like... If they don't listen, it, fuck, you win 30 years after he fucking last played. That's nothing. You got to go like a century and it's got to be like, a you know, 
It's got to be like like what, when did they last win? Nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty nine? Ninety ninety one? Whatever it is. Yeah. Like it's got to be like a hundred year the hundred year anniversary. Okay. Of 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 his <laughs> last contribution to a Napoli title. People will have gone an entire lifetime without having seen and. not an entire generation, entire lifetime <laughs> of having not seen it happen, and then it happened. Then you know. Yeah, but that's and the best thing that can happen for the church. Aki, they cannot win. They cannot win. And I'm here's here, my tone on it. Here's the thing you got to add to it too. There's got to be some wonder kid with the name Maradona on the team when it happens. Then Napoli absolutely just loses their mind. Oh, I mean, Scalia, whatever, Maradona right now for those people. Like just some kid shows up with the name Maradona. It was well pronounced, Dave. That was very. That was, I'm, I'm that working was very on impressive. it. <laughs> yeah, very impressive. Um, was, is he? Where is he from? He's Georgian. I thought he was Albanian for a second. Yeah, I had a brain fart. Um, <laughs> no, Dash is Albanian. No, I know. I know. We're talking <laughs> no, about Albania. Yeah, but you're right. He's Georgian. It was like Kosovar for a sec. Um, hey guys, so you know what? I, I might have to save this for the cultural pod. I think I might just rant on this later tonight. I'm about to bank an episode. I mean, I, I feel oh, bad yeah. keeping you guys off. I keep. No, I feel come bad on, do it. Guys we we, we segue. So but it's, it's uh, like I think I think we got. I think I don't know. We're in a good place. Before you start, though, we were... sure, I have to I have to cut you because I got to do a couple things for Farhad. Um, because I mean, it is his show. So I, is this all the shit that we were supposed to do at the start of the show? Get yes, the business out we'll of the way now for the people <laughs> that listen. Number one, uh, there's a picture of Farhad and uh, Alessandro Del Piero. He felt that he needed to share this because on the 9th of November, so if you're not listening live, at the time the podcast comes out, it's Del Piero's birthday. So happy birthday, Del Piero. Farhad is an insane fan of this man. I think, yeah, he's he's in love with him. All, all of our gear not all of it, but most it's of our gear is tattoo ADP related. Tattoo of one Tattoos, of his clothes. Everything. Yeah, Loves yeah, him. yeah. So there, there you go. There's that. But furthermore, he wants to give away a poster. Uh, and I'm just going to... It's actually that better in. that you're doing it later in the show because, it, you know, people kind of who have stuck around and, and didn't tune out after a few minutes and then like yeah. flick on another podcast and kind of flick back and forth. Exactly. This is good. People who have listened consistently all throughout till the end, they're going to be benefited. You know, they're going to be rewarded, I should say, for their, uh, yeah, you know, the for true their, their, their diligent listening. Yeah, sure. So when we put out the, tr- the tweet, sorry, uh, for the podcast, anybody who retweets will be entered to win this poster. Il Capitano. Uh, so there it is right there. Of course, if you just want to buy one, it's there at the store, turngiants.com. But retweet this. Uh, so that will be at Juve Podcast. That is the main account. It's on uh, a hoodie not- too. It's on a hoodie too, guys. Yes. Uh, check it out. Check out the other apparel. Mine's in the mail, the pink one. Uh, okay. Yeah, good call. Good call. That's the same one that I got. It looks very sharp. Yeah. I rocked it on uh, on uh, on the BBC in, uh, Brill- in, in glorious 480p with a pimple on my uh, nose. And if you want to see that video, join the Discord. There's the the QR code or just go in the description. I can share that link. It's private. I'm not throwing it out on the internet because of any copyright issues, but we have ways of showing it to you. Yeah, just just get a, you know, log into a British VPN and if they ask you, uh, do you have a TV account or TV package plan, just, you know, put your hand on the Bible, swear to God that you do and they'll they'll let you into the BBC website. Yeah, you, you can do it that way too. <laughs> it's not a great interview, guys. It's 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 brutal and I look like fucking Rudolph in October. <laughs> but with, with a pimple on my nose for, for Halloween, but you know, oh, don't even want. notice. Don't even worry. Nah, um, um look, um what was I going to say, Christ? Um you're going to go on the heavy topic. Yeah, you're gonna go on that one topic that you know we're gonna go completely off the rails. I built up too. I built up too much anticipation for it now. Like it's yeah, over. It's, we got to do it, guys. We got to do it. The viewers are gonna. You're, see you're, we're yeah, you're half on. I was gonna say. Yeah. I think I was gonna say something about the merch. Actually, is what I was gonna. No, but this is right now. I was. 
my brain was elsewhere. I felt like I'd, I'd well, gotten diverted through, from my point. You were through, talking we about how you ordered the pink, the pink sweater. Look, look um, so I was thinking, yeah, oh, yeah by the way, no, no, hang on. I just, I went down a rabbit hole. I'm on Instagram right now. I just went to Del Piero's page. He's, uh, I, I wanted to see that he posted with like Yalini because I realized that he's living in LA right now and LAFC just won he was the MLS the title. At, well, I'm not surprised. Here's the thing. It's so great that uh, Chiellini is playing in LA because he and Del Piero are like interacting all the time now. And they actually go yeah. on Italian TV right now. They they get into a studio together and they get on Zoom together and will give like, they'll give opinions and takes on Juve in the Champions League, which they watched like, you know, nine hours behind. It's really, it's really, it's really cool. I saw that a few, a uh, few months ago when I was in Italy. It was, it was really cool. And sorry. So, okay. I, I don't know. I'm I'm dragging this on here. I'm kind of look. So so you know what I'm realizing is like he, he, so Agnelli stuck by Allegri through this whole um, latest campaign to uh, have his head on a you know on a spit. Right. A lot of fans are not happy with how the season has gone overall and and a lot of people have been saying allegri out allegri out unequivocally it's been trending and shit and i've realized like you know how dash you were saying that like arsenal deserve a lot of credit for sticking by Mikel arteta all these years and kind of seeing it out and hoping that eventually it would come to be and it would all work out i'm realizing that Agnelli's kind of doing that with allegri but it's really just like the two of them against the world like like Agnelli's kind of saying, listen, I'm putting my trust in you and I'm going for broke because if this doesn't work, it's, it's, it's bad. Our sponsors aren't going to be happy and we're going to really have to seriously cut back on a lot of expenditure. We're going to have to sell a lot of players, offload their contracts, and we really have to blow everything up and start afresh. And that ain't easy, you know, and we got to find a new coach. It's kind of like they're kind of like just they're kind of tied into it through suffering and through the risk of consequence. Uh, it's kind of like Hillary and Bill. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, like they committed so many crimes together. And it's like, like, you know, yeah, you got blown in the Oval Office. But what are we going to do? I got to stick by you here. I got to I got to stick by you. I got to stick by you because I know you better than anyone knows you. And you know, and we don't we don't fuck anymore, and we haven't for a long time. And when we were, it wasn't good. It was, God knows it wasn't good. But but <laughs> can we, can we make but we shirt? still only have each other. We can still we have each other. Out of that? <laughs> I want a shirt. Just in Yelly and uh and Yelly and Allegri is Bill and Hillary. Oh, that would make so much merch money. <laughs> Which one's on their knees? Yes. I don't I don't know. Just oh, I'm you, thinking you need Monica, you need a, you need a Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, fucking, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't I know. I threw that one off, but yeah. Monica Lewinsky is like the she'd be the um she would be the metaphoric, the metaphor, the meta, metaphoric, metaphor. Sure, yeah, she be yeah. Yeah, metaphoric. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? She yeah. would be the uh, um fucking Jesus. The words of Amy. Let's go. With, she in in this metaphor, she would be she would be like all the losses, you know, like just dealt. In, she'd be like a blow, right? A blow to the a blow to the regime and a blow to the uh, to Literally. the marriage and to the relationship. And, and I'm sticking by you, you know. Um, 
You know, yeah, I don't funny. know. They're like Bonnie and Clyde, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because it's election night in the U.S. and we're talking, oh, we're using right. this Mid-terms. as an analogy. So it's 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 funny. So now we're going to get uh, bumped by the algorithm because we said something like that. <laughs> there's people watching us over American politics and there's pretty much a bunch of Americans listening right now. So good on you for listening to us. Screw politics. Uh, this is way better. Let's keep on going. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to just like level the playing field next time and come up with like a, I don't know, just come up with a, come up with a Trump, um, come up with a Trump metaphor, euphemism, right. In, uh, in Italian football, like a Trump that, that, euphemism, just, maybe I'll just talk about wanting to fuck your daughter or something. Like I'll, I'll come up, <laughs> just take, taking up, they're taking a, being a dad, being a filho di papa, well, you know, just taking a loan from your dad. Like uh, you could do this both ways. This is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm neutral. I'm playing Switzerland. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea's old owner, Roman Abramovich was like a perfect iteration of Trump because like with any manager that would walk in, he's like, you're fired less than like, literally he is the, the epitome of the you're fired. Yeah, Chelsea's yeah, old yeah, owner. Yeah. Like that dude would fire a coach for no freaking reason. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Okay. Anyway. had to come in and ruin too. He's, he's following the midterms on another channel. I, I thought uh, we had something here, guys. Yeah, I know. I thought you loved us, man. Like Jesus. What channel are you guys watching the midterms on? Let's, let's single out KB. Fox, CNN. I want, I want to know. I want to know. I want to, I want to gauge what kind of listeners we got over here. I want to know. I want to know. If they're, <laughs> I want to know. I want to know where they skew, you know? Let's give him a chance. Let's give him a chance to comment. I think he's probably he's not going to want to. Maybe we're not going to put him on the spot. It's fine. Um, <laughs> now, th- thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, is there anything you guys want to add before we wrap up? And, no, uh, there he is, Anthony Brian Logan. Oh, that's new. I have no idea who that is. I think I think he's a he's an new age American new age. Player. That's where yeah. that's where it's that's where it's at. There we go. Yeah, you go, I'm I'm watching I'm watching the midterms with a Twitch streamer. You know, it's like he doesn't have Asmongold. opinions on anything. He won't. Yeah, think that Asmongold guy. He was doing the whole. Uh, Johnny Depp trials thing, commenting on it. And he's just like some hippie in his parents' basement or some shit. I, I don't know. Like people love it. And he's he's actually pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna say one of those guys that does that that popped off was that Tim Pool guy. Like a bunch of people, like that guy surged. Like yeah, that thing. Tim Pool. Yeah, huge now. It's incredible what you could achieve in your parents' basement, Dave. It, <laughs> I'm in my parents' house right now. Look at me. Hence, hence the fake. Hey, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna clip this, and then when we hit like a hundred thousand subscribers and make it mainstream, we're gonna be like, "Hey guys, you too can do something in your mom's basement." Refer to this <laughs> podcast episode. It's a long Besides way to the top. I'll be porn. gone by then, man. I'll hopefully be gone by then. We got a real problem if we're not. Like I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, shit. Things really aren't going for me if I'm still by the. T- you know, I don't know. Unless unless things really just unless unless the niche community of English UBA speakers just like compounds and we like we beat Bonyani out fivefold, right? Like <laughs> we just it would, it would take it would take a hell of a, a hell of a rise. But I'm here for it. Yeah, um, let's go. I I mean, and that's the the great thing. We we love Beppe. We're not out to. To take his throne per se, but well, no. If we're at 100, we'll if you guys are at 100k, <laughs> then yeah, Beppe's yeah, Beppe's fucking Beppe's driving a Bugatti. Let's go. You yeah, know? he's at like 2.2 million or something. No, but you know, and the thing is, is like, and and I think this is one of the things where like the YouTube, one of the reasons why the YouTube channels become really, you know, it's been popping off a lot because I mean, guys, we've done since what? When would we start this, Dave? Like mid August. It was like the week before the league started. I started yeah, so, putting out like teaser videos. Yeah, so like we've gained about 500 subscribers since then, which it's is like organic. Like, it's niche, and it's niche, man. It's it's yeah. It's, keep doing your like, thing. People appreciate like the, it. Yeah, because like the thing is too is like a lot of the people on the YouTube come in and it's like, hey man, like 
Well, the one thing that we're appreciated about is like, you know, we're not coming in, we're not jamming stuff down people's throats. It's almost like we're all just sitting and just talking and like a bunch of people in the chat just come in, they talk, they kind of talk with us, we talk with them. And it's just like this huge environment. Like, you know, we had KB was like one of the OG guys and Yusef and Bones and all of them were coming in too. So it's like now we're seeing other people follow in and join in as well. And it's like, we're all just kind of interacting with each other. I mean, the but it's the larger community too. too, though, right? Because yeah. we interact. It's not like, oh, it's our channel or bus. Like we've had uh, Adrian Sousa from Rabona on. Um, Beppe's been in our chat. We've been in his chat. Yeah. It is a community. It's yeah, and that's the and whole Beppe, thing. Yeah, and Beppe always shouts us out in the middle of his stream, whether it's he's like talking about a video that we posted or something like that. Like Beppe is always watching our clips too, and he's like, "Hey, man, Turn Giants did this funny goal reactions. How they like predicted all this and all that." Like, yeah, I mean we're always trying to open up the door to other channels, even though one might've shut the door on us, but it is what it is. But, but the, but the point as well though, because we know it's niche, right? We're never going to be a channel with millions of views like these people that I don't know, give you baking hacks for instance. Right. But the community that's built in that niche is so much stronger and there's that personal connection as well. So it's really cool. And to be able to like reach within that community, whether it's, you know, a Benfica fan, or, or it's one of another UVA channel, or who it could even be another intro channel, right? It, it doesn't matter. Like the community is out there, and it's just about building those bridges to those communities and just having a good time because the English speaking <laughs> soccer, Italian soccer fan base, I mean, they're not in Italy, right? We're, we're all removed from that and we're all looking for a way to kind of connect. And yeah. if you are in Italy, and you're watching us even better. I, I mean, it's just more content, it's just yeah. English content. I mean, they, they they have a lot of content like on TV, just on 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 BT on or on, net, on, on network yeah. TV, right? Like their their channel and their their really weird shows, right? Just where it's a lot, a lot of old men kind of sitting around a round table, but with one hot check. Yeah, exactly. But 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 it's still it's you know they still have they still have talk on the radio that's very easily accessible. So yeah, yeah. I guess it's, that's kind of what this yeah. is. Right? And, you're and, sort of providing you're providing uh you know um just chatter on on stuff that people kind of from other parts of the world are, are, are otherwise consuming that right you're talking about things that they're also experiencing and it's like hey like there are people out there that are actually talking about the same shit as 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 i'm watching uh in a language that i can that i can understand be it you know as an english speaker or as a, you know english is kind of also a common ground for a lot of people so yeah yeah man it, it's good it's great cool. keep it up guys yeah. I, I'm, I'm i'm proud of you guys for for, for doing this and taking uh you know taking taking on the other responsibility um and and i always love doing the pod with you guys so oh we always love having you oh yeah, yeah. Uh, of course everyone check out sam's pod uh the cultural podcast uh great i i love it i i learned so much just about italian culture and politics as well which is why i love it because you're a lot more immersed in it because you go over there every year i think it is right you're, you're always over i've been i've been lucky i've been over a lot the last five years um, yeah yeah i I'm, I'm always made an effort to i'm still very closely connected to to the country and i don't know it's it's just interesting because it's such a uh europe is fun europe as a whole is fun you could you know there are crazy stories out of greece or albania or serbia or even like <laughs> like just even just like dude germany like it's it's all it's all fun oh, man it's just well, an angle you know it's an excuse just, to do a pod really you it's, say, it's, just, like it's, every, it's creative inspiration in some way and it's also like it's also just it's why do you uh, there's a, why there's you a lot of italians abroad who don't spend enough time i think thinking about the insane nuance of the country and also like it's stuff that people may be aware of but they don't necessarily get to vocalize often um 
I suppose that's sort of what the pod's goal is. As long as the angle is going to be Italian football, you know, Italian society is going to kind of feature in it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's part of it because it's part of the culture. It's so, so much part of the culture, culture. And, yeah. No, you know, you know? no, no, it is. It is. It is absolutely. And, you know, it, it sometimes transcends other parts of uh, other parts of uh, Italian society too, right? Berlusconi kind of owning a club and being prime minister, right? This is it's a gift that keeps on giving, you know? Yeah. We want to wrap this shit up, guys. Yeah, we might as well. I mean, we we're, might, yeah, we might as well. We're getting to, we're getting in. Uh, in, in say, yeah, we've been we we've been going raw for like an hour and thirty minutes. Time to time to taper down, wrap her down, and bust away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm down with that. Uh, you know, it's a good week to be a Juventino. We got a game coming up in midweek. Uh, probably today by the time you're listening to this, right? Um, if this is only coming out overnight, so so enjoy. And then, you know, it'll be very funny when. How fun it'll be if we just we just bomb and the entire like positive tone that you know Fajoli gets a red card breaks his leg or something. I mean, yeah, I've been wrong before. Like bad hey, come things. On. Hey, come on, man. That means no, we no, gotta no, no. have to like deal with it for the entire World Cup and winter break, and it's gonna be a yeah. pain in the ass for Dave and I to make content without people just sitting there being like, "What the fuck, man? This all fucking sucks. I can't take this anymore." Yeah, we're we're gonna hope for the best. Positive vibes are. Our viewership as well. They're all very positive. That's why we love them so much. So we actually don't have a midweek game. I, I'm, I'm mistaken. There are midweek games. We're only playing yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, on Thursday. Thursday. Or, um, oh, no. Yeah, that is midweek. That's right. Oh, shit. I oh, missed that. And, and week, technically. I, I just you're you're a comedian now. You don't have days of the week. Like your, your life is ruined. You just kind of go one day at a time. I just I looked for Wednesday and saw we weren't playing Wednesday and I forgot that I forgot the midweek can go into Thursday as well. I just oh, okay. Yeah, Verona. It's, a, it's a crazy. Yeah, that's 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 a banana skin right there, guys. That's a you know that's a tough one. Lazio, Lazio as well. Just be Roma. You know, could be a very different tone in a week. It could be polar opposite next time that we uh you know th- th- that you guys fire up an episode of the podcast. But uh, you, you know, yeah, you that's what we know. do. We 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 throw. You know, we um we make absolute statements and we uh and we, and we stick by them. You know, and we defend yeah. them no matter what. But until we just decide day. to flip flop and say, yeah, I never said that. <laughs> I never this said what that. I what are you talking about? And then they pull up the clip. Here's what I really. Here's what I really think. Yet. Here's what I really uh, think. Yeah. Hey, come on. Let's go on it this way. Sorry, sorry, chokes and plenty of things, and we're not just talking about cigarettes. So I think, I think. Hey. I'll be here all night. All right. Try the veal. I'll be here this weekend. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. All right. Yeah, definitely with the stuffed cabbage. Let's do this. TurinGiants.com, uh, at Turin Giants on all platforms, uh, and at UV Podcast on Twitter. Twitter's the big one that I think most of you guys interact with us with or just kind of follow along and, and, and check out. I don't know. The, the, the Instagram's got a pretty large following, too, but the it's interaction's a little. As well. It is. That's, yeah, okay. They were, sh- they were shadow banned for a while. I don't know if you guys know that. That's what Farhad yeah. told me. So, yeah, so, so, so at, Turin, at Turin Giants anyway on Instagram, if you don't follow it already, uh, a lot of clips and shit get posted there. Uh, Farhad's very active on that. Dave, are you? Uh, is it also you who helps run that with Farhad now? Or was it? Uh, so I am on the the official Twitter. All I do is put up the YouTube stuff on the Twitter. I, I don't deep dive. We have at Turn Giants YT, which is like the account that I run. Right. Okay. I'm at Cultural Podcast. You can follow me on all platforms at Cultural Podcast, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever. Still not on YouTube. I'm gonna have to get. Uh, YouTube's coming eventually, but we're uh, and uh, you're gonna do it well. You know, YouTube is gonna, gonna do, do a podcast thing. They're getting to podcasting, so it might work for the cross-platform deal. You don't say. Well, you know, it's shit. It's 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 almost almost like uh, it's almost like they they should have done it a few years ago before people started like uploading did. podcasts to YouTube. They, they should have. Yeah, but, but hey, they're taking over the world. It's Google. 
I mean, try I to love, stop him. I love how I'm going to try to like be like avant garde and be like the first one to adapt that and like, like thinking I'm thinking <laughs> I'm some early adopter. Oh, it's a YouTube podcast problem. It's very different than people who used to just upload podcasts to YouTube. But I'm gonna I'm gonna dominate this new space. I think TikTok's my best bet because it's the one that has people with the shortest attention spans and and. I don't know, and it's, it's and, it's, and, it's and it's open source. <laughs> like like people don't need to click on it. You just log into the app, and my shit could be playing for you, and no one knows why. It's great. <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna last forever. It's too good to be true. It'll be banned eventually. Yeah, anyway. I've never once used the app. I, I refuse to. I'm not touching it. It's my it's my it's my shot. It's my shot at. Uh, I gotta tell you, based it's on like thing. how everything else, it's it's where I do best, and it's it's probably for the best. Right on. Yeah. As long as yeah. it works for you, right? I was say, yeah, because I've I've been getting asked like, hey, why don't do you guys have like a TikTok where you guys post your reels and stuff? And I was like, nope. It would do well. It would do well. It probably yeah. would. It honestly would. Um, I'm just no not tic- going to yeah. be the one putting that on my phone. Yeah. No TikTok, no TikTok right now. Yeah, we have to get like a Gen Z. If like honestly, yeah. if you're like, if you're like, I don't know, if you're like 15, is it, like is it awkward to be calling for a 16 year old girl right now to do this job? <laughs> I'm a, you know, I, I, listen, guys, I, 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 I got to go. I got to go for, I got to, we're going for age demographic here. The younger, the better. If I'll, I'll take a nine-year-old kid, I'll take a nine-year-old kid to run a TikTok If he knows how to edit, uh, you know, let's, let's do it. You know, yeah, you know, is it considered child labor? I don't know. It's not real. I mean, it's, we're all working for free. Yeah. So say, <laughs> no one's really getting screwed out of anything here. It's a passion. You got to explain to a nine-year-old what a passion project is. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I mean, if anyone's listening to the show and you feel like, you know, if you feel that you're, I don't know, if you want to contribute and you're behind the scenes, you're bored, you like, you know, you, you want, you want to kind of spread the word and you're a little bit younger and you, you're, you're proficient online or, or cutting clips or something. And now again, if you were proficient at cutting clips, you'd probably have a, a following and you'd be doing your own thing and you'd be too busy to help out with this shit. I understand that. But if you feel confident for some reason that you'll be able to like use splice or whatever, like hit up, uh, hit up the Turin giants, um, Twitter or like DM at Juve podcast on Twitter. Maybe Farhad will see it. He, he's open to people collabing. Um, but yeah, that's all for this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in guys. A la prossima. Hopefully, uh, you know, things are, are still looking peachy whenever that is. And, and, uh, much love, much love to you all. Fino alla fine. Forza Juve. Guys, last word. Uh, good night, everyone. Thank you. Uh, stay tuned. Another heavy week. Two games ahead. Love you all. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you tomorrow. Dash. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We talked about Juve. We talked about Allegri. We talked about Kanye. We talked about conspiracy theories. We talked about everything, guys. So also make sure you like it for the podcast to your friends. Also check us out on the YouTube stuff so you can see some of our pregame, postgame stuff. So Sam. The outro is on you, my guy. Okay, Finish we're get, strong. We're gonna end it with this, Dave. As soon as I say this, and then you just you stop recording. Okay, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna read a I'm gonna read a comment that just came in right now. Okay, yeah. we, we ready? This is a great episode. We ended with some conspiracy theories. We got a comment coming in. Middle East tycoons are in bed with UEFA. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Good night. <laughs>